respected Dachin, dear beloved in Christ Jesus, if you were to ask me, what is the least spoken about, the most underrated theme, the underrated aspect of our faith, the most important but neglected aspect of our faith, an aspect that we ought to emphasize and because we don't emphasize we are lacking. I would say that it is the theme of the Kingdom of God. Now there are a lot of other topics that are misunderstood, that are that people have wrong concepts about, whether it is salvation or justification or redemption, lots of misunderstood concepts exist. But I think we don't misunderstand the Kingdom of God because we rarely talk about it. We rarely emphasize it. We rarely hear it being preached. But today I want to bring your attention to why I believe it is the most, it is an important aspect of our faith that we ought to emphasize. Why it is that we should keep the Kingdom of God in our minds constantly. Jesus, in today's Gospel portion, Jesus sends out the 70 elders, sometimes 72, sometimes they, the scripture quotes it as 72, sometimes as 70. And we know that this is referring to the Old Testament time of the elders of the time of Moses as well. And there, the 72 elders are sent out two by two. And he says, you know, when you go there, uh, here's how you ought to go, do not carry a money bag, knapsack or sandals and greet no one on your way, whatever house you enter, say peace to this house. And then he says, what are you supposed to, to do to do there? Whenever you enter there, heal the sick. And now, in addition to healing the sick, what should you do there? What should you preach there? Rather? What should you say to them? What is the message that is given to the evangelist by Christ to speak to the people? The message that is given by Christ to speak to the people is simply this. The kingdom of God has come near you. The kingdom of God has come near you. And we heard this two weeks ago as well. When the, evangel when the uh, 12 apostles were being sent out, Jesus said, Go and preach the kingdom of God has come near. In fact, when we read about the beginning of our Lord's public ministry, once he comes out of the wilderness and his temptation, he begins his public ministry by saying, Repent, for the kingdom of God has come near. So we said that is the message that Jesus preached. Here Jesus says, when you go, preach that the kingdom of God has come near. Last two weeks ago we heard telling him telling to the apostles, go and preach that the kingdom of God has come near. So if we think about it that way, why do we have such long sermons? Jesus said simply one sentence. Go and say, the kingdom of God has come near. The reason that we have longer sermons, Jesus is, is simply saying, go and preach just one sentence. But preach the message that the kingdom of God has come near. Whatever you preach, whenever you preach in the church, whenever you preach on my behalf, 
wherever you are sent out to be my missionaries, to be my evangelists, your responsibility is to preach that the kingdom of God has come near. Whatever you say, the words that you use should be emphasizing the fact that the kingdom of God has come near. This is the message that is relevant for us today as well. This is the message that we ought to remember. That Remember that through baptism, we have entered into this kingdom. We are now citizens of this kingdom. St. Paul says very clearly, our citizenship does not belong to this world, but to the kingdom of God. If this is the message that is the priority of Christ, then what does it mean? What does the kingdom of God mean? A lot of times we, we think that the kingdom of God is talking about heaven or some future state. Certainly, we will enjoy the fullness of the kingdom of God in a future state in a way that we cannot even imagine and talk about today. That certainly is there. But Jesus says, the kingdom of God has come. The kingdom of God has come how? In the person of Christ himself. Jesus came into this world to inaugurate his kingdom. And when you look at his life, what we see is that he is beginning his kingdom, his kingdom reign through his ministry. We see that even in the as, as he approaches his passion, he enters into the, 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 the capital city of the king, Jerusalem, riding upon a donkey as a king, in a mighty manner as a king does, because he is inaugurating his kingdom, into which we have become members. We have become citizens. St. Paul says that our citizenship is no longer upon earth, but in heaven, in, in the kingdom of God. We are now members of that kingdom. So if, when we live in this earth, we live as people whose citizenship is in heaven. What does that mean to say that we live as citizens of heaven? It means that our life ought to reflect the values of the citizenship of heaven. You see, when we, when we live in a particular country, we live by the, 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 we live, uh, by the customs of that country. What are the customs and the values of the kingdom of God? That is the values that we ought to live in our life. And I close with St. Paul's words regarding the values of the kingdom of God. The book of Romans has been in the news in the past uh, couple of weeks. Uh, I, I'm not going to comment on what was said about the book of Romans in the, in the news because uh, I don't think Gabriel uh, Gisachin will let me come here again if I do speak about that. But Jesus in the in kingdom of God, in the, in the book of Romans, in chapter 16, St. Paul says, uh, the kingdom of God is neither food nor drink, but love, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit. Love, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit. Let that be the values that we live in this world. Let that be the values that we as citizens of the kingdom live in this world. And let us prioritize, let us keep this, the theme of the kingdom of God in our minds so that we might, we might reflect on the fact that we are members and citizens of this kingdom. May God Almighty bless us all.